Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Happy almost spring. <laughs> yeah. Happy spring tea this year, so far, anyway. Well, this is this week was just that there's always every fucking time. Yeah, it's a there's trick. like that day where everyone's like, Oh fuck yeah, give me that iced coffee, give me those shorts. Whatever. It was hot like, that day and I was not <laughs> oh, happy it was. about it. I mean, I wear shorts. I wore shorts. It was the air conditioning was broken at work. It was ninety degrees. Yeah. But um I know that it's just a fickle bitch. Yeah. Well, and it looks like it might be rainy, which is another part of spring that people forget about. Mm. It's not like usually cold, like fall rain, but it still can be really miserable. Mm. We're such but looking it's on the bright side on of Broadway. things. Springtime on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, oops, I did it again. <laughs> I have to make a correction. From last week, the Wicked Lottery, the Wicked in-person lottery is continuing in tandem with the online lottery. So curious about where the all the seats are. I know because the in-person was usually the front row and maybe some scattered, depending, I think. I know that's where I sat when my friend Brian won it for us. Oh, you were, where were you sitting? Front like- row. Oh, oh, oh. Which, like, what, now I've seen it three times? And it it is what it is, and I understand why they give those seats out, because also they're not the best seats in most theaters. And mm. especially for that show, it's such a big show. Right. That, you know, farther back is better. But I don't, yeah, I mean, what does that mean for Wicked? Because then you're setting aside even more seats. Well, maybe they're just doing like maybe the, maybe the online lottery are like those partial view orchestra seats mm. because they only, to my understanding, the partial view orchestra seats they only sell at the box office because the time when I ran out to see, I think it was Lindsay, right? I it's Jenny was Barber. Like, oh, Jenny Barber is that who it was? Because then I, but you I was, made me go. <laughs> right, because <laughs> it was and I got, essential viewing. Yeah, I got one of those too, but I could only go on a weekend or something, and so it was like 80 bucks instead of 60 Right, but still, right. whatever. It was a great seat. Um, yeah. And Jenny Barber, you're right, was essential viewing. Yes. Shit, I was just thinking, what did I see recently that I was like, this is essential viewing, Patty? Oh. Never mind. You can't see it. Oh, is it closed? Well, I was thinking in my head, I was like, I really need Patty Devery to see uh, Ann Sanders so that she is oh, eligible right. for a of some kind. But that's a that's a tall order. Yeah, that would be very difficult. I mean, if the you know stars the opportunity presents yeah. itself, I mean, I'll go see her again. Sure, we'll work on that. Hmm. I'll call up Lincoln Center. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry about my uh, poor information there, guys. I probably just didn't read the whole article because it was like one sentence at the very bottom. Yep. (laughs) We don't have fact checkers here. You're our fact checkers. And they check Yeah, exactly. We have... All these fact-checking listener interns. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. You All listeners are now fact-checking interns. Yeah. You can apply to your college for credit. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think we have to be a part of some sort of system. <laughs> what? Well, we saw four shows in four days. It really is spring on Broadway. Two of which we talked about last week, Um, Eclipsed and Disaster. And then on Monday night, we went to 
a parade concert at the Jewish Heritage Museum. Museum of Jewish Heritage. The Museum of Jewish Heritage. <laughs> well, I'm only correcting you because um, I was really confused by it. its uh, name. Yeah. I mean, I got all Because I kept right on wanting to just there. call it the Jewish Museum. I was like, we're going to an event at a Jewish Museum. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that either of us paid any attention to what the event actually was. No, definitely not at all. We just I was, was like, Stephanie J. Block parade. Music. I'll be there. That's funny. On the train, because my mom came, my mom was with us. And on the train ride there, I was telling my mom, because I had been like, you know, my mom hasn't been in New York long. And she's like, I, I want to get out and do things besides hold my grandchildren. Mm. Um, and so I was, when this came up, I was like, it's a Jewish thing. You might be interested yeah. in this, mom. And on the way there, she was like, so what are we seeing? And I was like, honestly, I got no idea what we're getting ourselves into. I have no clue what the program is. Like, is it going to be a concert? Is it going to be a talk? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't like I th- I was wishing that it was just like, you're just going to sing the score. Y'all just going to sing the score. <laughs> but the things that were sung, I was happy yeah, to Yeah, they hear. did the hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what it was was like a moderated discussion about parade and it um jason robert brown and alfred yuri were there and also yeah the other person was steve oney he wrote the dead shall rise the Mm -hmm. murder of mary fagan and the lynching of leo frank which i purchased when i was in atlanta and have not read yet ah it's a it's a pretty dense it's a big book yeah it's too big for carrying around in in a bag on the train (laughs) Ooh, there's pictures in here i never looked at these um, they have a Leo Frank exhibit right now at the, what is it? The Museum of Jewish Heritage? Yeah. That's the order of those words. Um, <laughs> so that's one, why they're putting, they put this program together, um, hmm. which I would like to go back and look at that uh, exhibit. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to go back and look at the exhibit. Also, it was like a cool building and a nice space. It's all yes. the way downtown. It's right out in Battery Park. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little theater. And they, yeah, they, so there's a lady from the museum who is moderating. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those moderate, it's all lowest common denominator. So yeah, it's a little it's, frustrating because the questions were uh, not great. Yeah. Why is this an important story to tell? Um, okay. How do we even... <laughs> it is. It just is. Yeah. Jason Robert Brown had a good clap back for that. Yeah, he was he like, I don't know, are there any, like, radical demagogues happening right now who pose a threat to our society? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, ah, <laughs> I get it. He's talking about Trump. Uh-huh. It's interesting, <clears throat> just off... Just to say, because I'm looking at these right now, looking at these pictures in this book, and I know they were like, oh, Lucille was a fat lady. And I obviously, historical time period, context of what was considered fat. It's a little like... I'm Is like, she oh. not? What did they call her? I overweight? Mean, I mean, she's not like a very skinny woman, mm. but I would say in... I mean, there's, like, two pictures of her from, like, when they were married. So, let's see. It looks like she gained some weight during the trial. Because there's pictures of her before the trial, and she's, like, I don't know. It looks very average, average human Well, that size. makes sense, though, because especially that that letter that Jack Oney was talking about, specifically where she was like self-conscious about her weight was when he was in prison right and you know stress eat girl i get it yeah girl (laughs) your husband's in jail and everybody thinks he's a murderer we that was something that we joked to each other about because they have carolee carmelo and andrea burns and in this concert stephanie j block playing a woman that's called fat (laughs) yeah and not That's that someone silly. can't call those women fat just to be cruel, but they're not fat. <laughs> right, right, right. So one of the other things we talked about was if anyone, like who in the audience, because it 
there were musical theater people and then obviously a a museum audience a jewish Mm. museum audience and Mm. who in that audience knew that stephanie and sebastian were married to each other that was one of the things that we were like, who here oh, oh, knows that like they're married? Nobody. Not that many. Also, well, it was most funny because, like, they, I don't know, you know, it was a little clunky. And, like, they didn't introduce them super well. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, he, like some people got introduced when they came out, but some people didn't. So, he, you know, I think they were like, it's Stephanie Block and Sebastian. And then, like, at the very end, after they sang All the Wasted Time... <laughs> They like kissed, and I was like, <laughs> I just want to know what other people are thinking right yeah. now because I know they're married, but they're like, uh, you know, it was a very casual. Not, it wasn't like it was a perform like like a staged performance, right? Of any and then they were like, because the end of that song is instrumental, they were like in a like a weird embrace, weird embrace with their backs I to mean, the audience. That. The ending of that song was clearly not rehearsed. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I enjoyed watching it because it had not been rehearsed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and on top of that, Stephanie has talked in the past about wanting to do this show. So it was also like you could just tell like this. She was like, mm. finally getting to do it. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So they did a few songs from the show. They did The Old Hills of Home. The old red hills of home. Mm. And then they sang the girls' songs from the trial and George's song. Is that what his name is? George? Who? I think the black guy. No. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Jim Conley. Yeah. Jim. And Jim's song. And then they did all the wasted time, and you don't know this man. Or yeah, I already said that. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Wait, there's no song. Yeah, because she's saying that. I know there was no song list and no program. It was very frustrating. Um, but the- I, I liked. Um, I just think that we really need to talk about um, Stephanie J. Block and her singing and her voice and well, how that's what Carly I was Carmelo is going. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I should just say what they sang. But when she's because it didn't, it was really only in you don't know this man. Yeah, that was when it was most pronounced. When I was like, yes. oh shit, oh my god, it sounds like she's doing a Carly. I mean, here I w- at first I'm like, it sounds like she's doing a Carly Carmelo, like it's Stephanie J. Block's voice doing a Carly Carmelo impression, which is like kind of what it sounded like. But it's also like that, like I was thinking about, it's exactly like um, Jennifer Holiday, and I am telling you, it's like she set the standard for how the right, song is meant to sound. To and so, yeah, May. so, like, having to navigate, like, the pronunciations and stuff with, like, the very specific way that it's been recorded with Carolee and her voice and her pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know if Stephanie J. Block has ever needed to, or maybe not recently, had to do, like, sort of a southern mm. lady accent. And so that's how, because it really also was on those words that she's like, now I'm doing a southern accent. Right, right. Um, that you're like, no, you're doing a Carly Carmel accent. <laughs> yeah. And I did appreciate really her. just those ends of phrases mm. that you're like, you she- don't know this man. Yeah, she did make a bold choice on try. Yeah, she did a different try. It was she, good. She didn't do a Carolee try, so that was, you know, she made it her we, own. Yeah, we were both like, what's she going to do? <laughs> I know, I know. I really wanted to hear her try to see if she was going to go try. <laughs> you don't even try. <laughs> nobody oh. will add the, mm, nobody, nobody can make that like Carly can no also like for you music nerds out there um Jason Robert Brown had some really fun insight that I want to re-listen to this show and hear what he's talking about he said with the exception of of I I think two songs that he mentioned for Leo how can I call this home he wrote later Mm because they were trying to figure out how to write a song for him because he's not an emotional person. Right. Like, so he wouldn't naturally, even though it's a musical and people sing, like to find what his voice would be was difficult. Mm. 
so that he found that song later, but all of his other songs that he wrote for him, he s- described it as they would end, the one before it would end in a phrase, and the next song that Leo had would start where that phrase ended. So I don't know. I want to like go back and listen to yeah. the whole show and be like, what are you talking about, Jason Robert Brown? I thought my understanding of what he said that was it wasn't necessarily a phrase, but it was like a because he said it was a music theory thing that the melodies were right. That's what I mean. Not like the, a word phrase, right? Right. But a musical, oh, a phrase. music phrase. I don't. Yeah. Music words. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Which was uh, I want to hear Jason Robert Brown talk about his like writing process. Mm. Yes, he's a brilliant musician and a brilliant, brilliant writer. I feel like he could write a music theory book that you would love Mm. reading. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, what else did we get there? Well, I mean, I have to say that Sebastian Arcellus is the top pick for any parade revival. Oh, yeah. He was great. Top pick. Top pick. Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's fucking born for it. Like, he's perfect for that role. Yeah, he should definitely be in the revival. Yeah. And, like, because I've seen him in, you know, we haven't seen him in much, but I this was certainly the performance of his that I, oh, I did love him in Elf. I was going to say it was the performance I enjoyed the most that I thought was most mm, well-suited for him. He was great He was Elf. fucking perfect in Elf. Which is so funny because, like, what? Leo Frank and Buddy the Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I, he was my Fiero the first time I saw Wicked. What? Really? Yeah, with Julia Murney. <sighs> Whoa, that's... I want to see that. <laughs> Julia Murney and Sebastian Arcellus. That's funny. Lucille, not Luce. Well, that's the character's name. I'm looking at a, a, a song list for Parade. Steph sang Do It Alone also. Then they sang This Is Not Over Yet and All the Wasted Time. Mm. I think those are all the songs. <laughs> yeah. Kind of wish they had had they had had that I forget what that actor's name was, but the guy that sang the Rolling Red Hills and the Jim Jim's Conley mm-hmm. song. I wish they had also had him sing um, the reporter song, Big News. Big News, yeah, he was really so good. He was good. Yeah, he was fantastic. His voice was great. I don't. I wish again we didn't have a program and they did say their names, but now it's like a week ago and I forgot. Me too. I did. I thought I, re- I recognized him. Though. Mm. I feel like I've seen him in the ensemble of something or something. Probably. We see a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't know. I don't know if this sort of programming is going to be, it seemed because it worked with, there's a musical about it and they had this exhibit, you know, I don't know that this is programming that we can like expect regularly from the. Yeah, I would. I I think it was just sort of a one off, and it also like yeah. came out of nowhere when it got it. I mean, maybe it was announced a long time ago at the museum and right, didn't exactly. hit the Broadway news boards until like a week before. But yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they can do rags. <gasps> <laughs> do something about like the triangle shirtwaist factory fire and like do tie it. it into rags yes I'll, we should suggest programming yes yes let's do it let's just start writing them letters okay everybody join our re- letter writing campaign <laughs> get charles strauss to talk about rags we also saw a play a new american play <laughs> Um, called Boy at, well, it was at Theater Row. It's produced by Keen Company. We saw it. It was not a great play. No. Super interesting subject matter. Yes. That I wish had been treated better, but just like anything else, I went home when I saw something interesting and learned more about it myself. Hmm. I came into it being like, I don't know what this show is. And you were like, oh, it's based on this guy. And you were right. Even though once we saw the show, they had, you know, it's not about him. It's right. just based on his experience. Right. Um, his name is David Reimer, and he did, in fact, uh, kill himself. Mm. Um, so the play follows 
again, loosely based on him. So they have different character names. Bobby Steggert plays Adam, who was born Samuel, and his penis was ruined in a circumcision, a botched circumcision, which, again, is that that is the same as David Reimer's life. Mm. And his parents in the show reach out to this doctor in real life the doctor reached out to them um who works with uh he's working on gender studies and sexuality and all of this so they decide let's raise samantha or samuel as samantha and not tell her brilliant <laughs> which, which really backfire him up <laughs> right completely because that's not how things work mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the sh- I don't I don't even know how to start talking about this show because I it's one of those shows where I'm like I don't I don't even know that I can or care to like piece apart the bits because I don't know that there's anything redeeming in the material that could be salvaged besides mm. the subject matter that someone else could write about. Right. Like the story, well, and I guess someone write some, a real, like an actual based on the true story story, and not well, like yeah. a weird mashup with a rom com. Yeah, there was a strange element, and I don't know nothing that I read. You know, I just read his Wikipedia page. Mm. He has a Wikipedia page, and so does the doctor. So I was looking at um, the sort of facts behind that, and you know, it doesn't say anything about. Not saying he didn't have to deal with learning how to be a man again and how that affects relationships with other men and other women, um, specifically romantically. I don't know, because that's not in anything that I read. And maybe Mm -hmm. the playwright did research, or maybe it is just I also... Imagine this to be a thing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that entire the story, the whole storyline about dating. I think oh, that I have a hard time believing that any of that had any base in reality. Yeah, it was very, and it was again just lazy storytelling mm. because we don't have time to develop a relationship, but we want you to see some kind of back and forth so we'll make him stalk her essentially right, right. but like in literally. a like fun way <sighs> i don't understand i don't i the juxtaposition of like the two storylines that were happening were so jarring and so mm, nothing none of it worked yeah there none was time jumping so you would get like a projection year. yeah and bobby stagger was playing the character at Throughout the entire show, which was bizarre. It made me think of that play, Irina's Vow, that Tova Feldshu was in several years yeah, ago. Yeah, I didn't see it, but she played like a 14-year-old, right? Yeah. Like she played herself at 14. Yeah, she played herself at like 14. She played the character at 80, like giving a speech, and then she also played the character at like 14, 15, and it did not work. That's a hard thing to do, and it's not impossible. Right. You can have someone play the, you know, play a role throughout, and you can even do it, you know, without like you. You don't even have to have costumes or prosthetics or right, makeup. Right. Like if the material's strong enough. Yeah, the material and the performance have to meld together to do some freaky, Carly Carmelo scandalous shit to make that yeah. work. Because otherwise. Yeah. It, I Kathy think, Lee did it. <laughs> Kathy Lee achieved it, guys. <laughs> I mean, again, people people around us were affected by it. That's true. You know, so if if it's allowing people to see things in a in a different way or in a way that they didn't know that they could be affected by it. Or like me and you, where we leave and thought this was a terrible play, but I'm interested in the actual person. Mm. Um, I, I mean, know. I think that's where its merit lies, but absolutely I wish it were also a good piece of theater. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of problems with like the gender implications that were being made by the play. And I know we talked about this after the show. Mm -hmm. That issue like specifically makes me be much more unforgiving because I don't think that we should have a show out there that's like using the same logic to... What did you say? You're like, it's using the same idea of gender to like destroy one idea of, of the doctor's idea of being like humans are blank slates and we can, right. you know, raise this but human as a girl, but then also being like, but his gender, his mind gender is boy. And it's just like reinforcing all these ideas about mind gender being a reality and. Like, obviously, I don't think people people aren't blank slates and you can't force them to do what you want them to do, which is what the doctor was like. They're blank slates. Mm -hmm. You can create them into anything. We're not blank slates. We come with some things, but, like, you can't – I don't know where I was going. No, I know what you're saying, even though you're having a hard time saying it. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, it was was because they were trying to – well, like, okay, here's it. Here, here's what it is. I got it. I got it. The, okay, okay, okay. Like when the doctor and the mom were talking, and the mom, you know, they're like, she's like, and do you still want me to force Samantha to do all these feminine things like baking and sewing with me to keep her girlish? And the doctor was like, yes, yes, and don't let her do any of those manly things like play, you know, sports with your son and and your husband or whatever. And she's like, ah, and like I felt like the tone of the play was being like. See, Adam wants to play with a ball and wants to shave and do these other boy things because he's boy in mind and body. Boy, boy, boy. And I'm like, maybe, no, like that actually doesn't really make sense. Like Adam, any child wants to be included in what's going on. And if you are, ex- you know, gender excluding, like you get to go do these things and you get to go do these things. And also the connotations of girl things are bad and boy things are good. Yes, the girl wants to do the boy things and the boy doesn't have interest in doing the girl things because you've already established that the girl things are bad and not redeeming and the boy things are good. So that's just, that's society. I don't know. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, it really, it was a hard contradiction of, of saying that you're blank slates, but in order to create something, we have these rigid things that we have to follow Mm. so even though you're essentially he sort of is saying gender doesn't exist but it does because like in his mind because that's how then you like make this child a girl I don't think the doctor was saying that I think the doctor was the doctor had this theory that was like a human baby is a blank slate and you can train it to do anything and gender is trained. And obviously that I believe that to be true, that gender is completely learned and trained and enforced, but like you can't, you also just have to let people do what they want to do and like what they want to like. And like, just because this human was born with a boy body doesn't mean that they like stereotypical boy things it's, it's just all so much more complicated than that. It's way more complicated than that. And I think part of the problem with this show is because it's using those theories also from 40 years ago. Right. That aren't contextualized for today's audience. Right. And that's like a situation that you need to deal with now in the reality of the fact that you're producing this play in 2016. Right, exactly. And I sure as shit don't want to sit down and watch a play that is about gender and also is touting the idea that gender is a real thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't. I don't want to see shows that are taking on the issue of gender and are being like that aren't also understanding that gender is a social construct. Which, and that's what's so strange is that it 
it, I think that the play is saying that, but it is still using those, those rigid social constructs Mm. because that, you know, you're a blank slate. So yes, it's, it is a social construct. It's completely learned, but the only way to learn it is to do girl things or boy things. Right, right, right. So it's like, it doesn't, it's confusing. And again, because it's from 40 years ago, right. that processes. I don't know. It's. <sighs> I also thought that the play was weirdly sympathetic to the doctor. Well, they had, there was also a lot of weird stuff with that doctor. Like he had a couple of weird lines about like, I was a left out kid too, but like in a way that you're like, what happened to you? Yeah. Well, obviously also like what the fuck happened to you? And then, and then like also going with this storyline of like the doctor basically being like crazy obsessed with Adam and like stalking him kind of and being like, you're my life's work. I need to talk to you. That whole part was, like, really yeah, creepy. Yeah, it was strange. I don't know. It's Guys, this show's happening, so. It's happening, and it is there if you choose if you to see it. you want to see it and form your own opinion. More power to you. Theater Row through April 9th. Uh, I saw a show, another show this week that was a little more lighthearted. <laughs> it was Old Hats, which is a return engagement, and it was just a really fun, like clowning vaudevillian show cool. that Bill Irwin and David Shiner are in, and Shana Taub, who I went to her American Songbook concert last mm. year. She she's the band like she and her band are the band and cool. she does like musical interludes and it was you think delightful. i would enjoy it i think you would enjoy it maybe i'll um, check it out yeah it's like a nice throwback i think we got like 30 dollar tickets um it's at signature which is always a nice time yeah, they did. There was like a. Is it a is signature producing it again? Because I know it was at signature before, but like because all signature shows are twenty five dollars, but signature also rents out their space. So right. Sometimes... I think they're not because that's not the price model for this right, production. Right, right. Interesting. But they do have um, like like uh, affordable ticket available. I wonder if this is a commercial run then. Maybe. Huh. It's it's through April third. Cool. Oh, weekdays and Sunday evenings starting at thirty five. So if you if you go during the week, it's cheaper. Hmm. I mean, it was just like you know, old school vaudeville style, a lot of fun, but like with a you know a modern sort of more irreverent twist, like um. You know, Shana Taub's voice is, like, is very, like, classic sounding. Like, you could picture her in, like, a like a jazz club in the 20s mm. or whatever. But then she's singing, um, like, songs with references to, you know, like, things, like, modern day things. And right. that's sort of how the bits are also. Hmm. Cool. Which, I don't know, it's fun to see, too, because it's, like, these two old guys who are doing like an old school thing, but are still like you, a lot of times you see people doing that and they're like, I'm going to do it the way I always do it, Mm. you know, but they're, they're bringing in everything that they've learned throughout their whole life. Not just like this one section of their life that they're just going to keep doing that bit over and over and over again. (laughs) It's good. I highly recommend it. Mm. I will try to see it, but I probably won't. I love Bill Irwin. Mm. Well, I know. April 3rd is coming up. So so maybe not. soon. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think I knew David Shiner, but he was really, really great, too. Cool. Yeah. Directed by Tina Landau. A lady. Hey, lady. (laughs) Well, those are the shows that we saw. We have we got some news this week. The Broadway community is reeling. Mm. 
um, Thursday morning, we were supposed to go to a press event for the Broadway show Nerds. Two days before that, Nerds got canceled. <laughs> Whoop. Whoop. I mean. I was shocked. We, well, yeah. And we've talked about the show, obviously, on this podcast. Um, being pretty skeptical about it, just mm. based on the way that it was described, the whole technology issue of it, and casting breakdowns and all of that. But, you know, still, like, they're two days away from a press preview and, like, a few weeks away from opening. Yeah. It's nuts, man. That is that, nuts. That's, that's like, the side of of, you know, producing that I obviously don't, know fucking anything about money and how all that comes together but to my mind it is crazy to me that you could be like in rehearsals and have money fall through i'm like why why wasn't that money secure yeah i don't know either i don't know if it's like um only just because of rebecca now i'm like what's the drama (laughs) <laughs> what's the drama Mark does someone Thibodeau, have malaria down for us <laughs> uh yeah no i don't i don't know either and i don't know how it works a lot of times i'm guessing you i would think even if you don't give the funds right away you have some sort of you have to like show you have the funds right who knows who knows i'm i mean I, part of me i'm like you know, it's that sort of thing where a show that you're skeptical about and that you're not sure of gets canceled and you're like, all right, well. And then on the other hand, you're like, but I wanted to form an opinion about that. Well, yeah. And, you know, also because it's, you know, maybe it would have been, I'm being super optimi- optimistic here, maybe even if the show's not great, but maybe what they were describing would have been really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, they, when well, they announced that, were they like, we're going to try and get the money and do it again? Um, I, a tour is what they're hoping to do now. So maybe it's a thing like maybe they'll be able to do it in a couple of places, work it out, and then right. bring it to Broadway. But I mean, I'm wondering how do you would even tour idea. with? I mean, well, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like we've seen a, shows rec- like in the last few years where you're like, you really could have used like two more out of town productions to work the kinks. Right. And to make it a better show. Absolutely. And I am also curious how that to like how that can be a touring show or whatever. Right, right. Because of whatever, I don't know how much is involved in with all of this technology that they want to include. Yeah. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe they just bring it and put it up and it's fine. You know, but like Spider Man can't go on tour. Like you, you know, <laughs> they have to have a special theater outfitted with stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and God, I just can't. Like again, regardless of what we th- think, we would think about the show. Just like they were all like working, they're in the middle of fucking rehearsal, and yeah. somebody comes in and is like, "Never mind." Go home. You don't have a job. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. And, I mean, what I think, um, we, you know, the casting looked super interesting. Again, regardless of what we may or may not have thought of the show. I liked most of those people. I think all of them. Those that I knew, anyway. Right, yeah. Um, They're enjoyable to watch. And... Just their post-announcement postings just made me be like, oh, they that seemed like so much fun. Hmm. And they are now heartbroken. And the next day, so that happened, and then the next day they were like, that day they decided, tomorrow let's run through the show. They still had the rehearsal space, so they invited friends and family and Why weren't the we invited? I don't know. Probably because somebody heard our podcast being like, this sounds skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're not going to show them. Um, Jen Tepper was there and oh, wrote a very Jen Tepper Facebook post about oh. it. 
Um, that like, I mean that, you know, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And also coming out of this whole uh, situation, Patty Murren took to the took to her blog to write about how awful the Broadway World message boards are, which we know yep. is true. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's a hard like you're my. I think our both of our immediate reaction is just sort of like just don't bother. But if we mm. all continue to not bother, then. I guess people will continue to be assholes. They will anyway. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't eat, read the entire thing that Patty wrote. I read up until the point where she started individually responding to things that people said on Broadway World. Because at that point, I was like, come on. Like, that isn't – it's not healthy for Patty. I mean, I'm, you know, she can make her own choices. But, like, that <laughs> – like Anna Gastar had this wait, was it Anna Gastar? Yeah, it was Anna Gastar had said this thing in an interview about when she was on Saturday Night Live and looking at the internet about things, you know, comments that people were saying about the show. She called it cutting. She was like, Whenever I went, if I'm going on the internet to look at mean comments of myself, like that is self harm. I am yeah. harming I am harming myself by doing that. And I'm willingly harming myself by doing that. And like I have to be aware of that. And that's sort of like, I don't know, I don't know Patty that well. And maybe that was really cathartic for her and she needed to do it for her peace of mind. Personally, right. I'm like, I I think it's a not a, I don't think it's healthy to publish something with individual responses to to people on the internet who are anonymous and who are saying the most outrageous, offensive, horrible things because they're anonymous and they can and they want to argue with other people on message boards. Yeah, I I don't know. I think part of the internet, this part of the internet, and that, you know, includes these message boards and includes awful people on Twitter and things like that. It's like it's good and bad because it's bad because we've given people a platform to say these awful things, but it's good because they usually are saying them into what they think is a void Mm -hmm. or a very small audience. And then you can amplify how awful they are. And I think on that level, some people, most people probably won't care and they'll just be like this snarky actress. But I think the more you tell people, hey, people can hear you, Mm. people hear what you're saying, I would hope the more, even if it's not that first time, if it's the 10th time, they might be like, oh, right. Mm, I think it's the opposite because I think the people that are on those boards saying those awful things are going to feed off of more attention. So I mean, Patty I definitely Murren think that's book, true on, you know? on some, uh, yeah, on some and level. Like, I have to say, as someone who used to check the boards every day, multiple times a day, just because I wanted to know what was going on, what we were, and I never like participated that much, but I checked the boards a lot. And then now I don't check it at all, like whatsoever. And it's like, they don't exist. Yeah. I'm not looking at them. They don't exist. I don't really hear. I don't hear about it hardly ever. Every once in a while. Some rumor will come up, but, like, my life is a lot better now that I don't spend any time reading people complaining about bullshit or whatever. Like, I don't know. I I, I think it's just, like, stay away. <laughs> like, at yeah. the point where it's, like, just don't look at it. Let no, those people affect your mental state. Because you don't know what's going on with those people's lives and what's wrong with their lives and what is going on that's making them need to vent these things in the way that they're doing it. But Well, that's also true, but I still think, I don't know, like, I agree with both of you, if that <laughs> makes any sense. And, and I think that she also, you know, knows that, like, like you said, that she was like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But Sometimes you just got to talk it out with your therapist instead of posting it online. 
I mean, that goes for everybody. Broadway world, message board writers, well, yeah, blog those post people. writers. I mean, sure. Sometimes we all just got to talk it out with our therapists instead of saying it on or the internet. Or someone. Or someone. Your best friend. In Whoever person. is your therapist in your life. Yeah. Who you can talk to. Yeah. And you write it out. I just don't know that any positive things are happening in the world. Well, Broadway World has put a report abuse button. Oh. Which, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I don't know that those things are abuse. Well, exactly. That's what I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Like, what, what, how do you, like, from my time on Broadway World, it's very, although sometimes is, but rarely is people on the board attacking each other right. like directly and with a, a level that I would call abusive. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, that is like so, so, I don't even know that I have seen something on the board that I would be like, that is threatening abusive content. That person is threatening the other person. It's all just like people writing their opinions and their opinions might be really crude and really mean about the way they're talking about a performance or a show that they saw. But like what is like Stephen Sondheim supposed to go on Broadway World and be like, somebody didn't like being alive. Report abuse. You're abusing Stephen Sondheim. (laughs) Who didn't like being alive? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Those were just words that came to my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that there's an actual answer, but I don't think... Um, saying something is, I don't think it will change anything, certainly not anytime soon, but I don't think it's wrong. I don't know if, if maybe that was a situation to, I don't know how long it was marinating with her, you know, um, maybe a step back and then a post about it. Next yeah. week or something like that. Right, right. Well, yeah, because I mean, clearly she's very, her pain like, is very real and very yeah. current and she's in process right now. And sometimes you need to, you need to allow yourself that process time, that hurt time and that sad time. And if you, you responding directly to her online haters helped her get through this difficult time of being sad then I hope she, I hope she feels better now. Yeah. Everybody just be considerate. Mm. That's my wish for the world. <laughs> uh, we got some announcements this week. Not too many, but we have Anastasia casting, at least the leads. Um, Derek Klenna. As who? Derek you know, Klenna the love is John Cusack. Gotcha. <laughs> And um, Christy Altamar is Anastasia, and who, she who was that? in um, she, she was in Carrie. She was the friend. Okay, Sue Snell. Is vague, that what her name is? Vague, vague memory. All I yeah. remember from that show is Marin. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember liking both of them in that show, and then and then we've seen Derek. Klenna in like miscast and things Hmm. um but here he's playing an adult so hope i have hope that that makes more sense than him playing a teenager in bridges hopefully i'm i'm i mean i love aaron's and flaherty i'm excited i want it to Um, be good also do you know who the dowager is who mary beth peel That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is... Wait, wait. What is this casting? Is it announced for something that I can go see? Or is it one of those secret things that I can't go see, but they're going to tell me about it anyway to make my life miserable? No, they're doing it at Hartford Stage. Oh, my God. We're seeing this. That's exciting. Oh, that's so exciting. In May. Okay, great. We're there. Where is Hartford Stage? It's in Connecticut. Oh, okay. It's like... I mean, it's not like... Westchester. Right, it's, right, right. I, I mean, to my memory, it is in Connecticut. Because actually, now that I think about it, I feel like, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like that's the same theater that Leslie Uggams Gypsy was at. Oh. 
which I had a ticket to and then couldn't go. Oh, which, I didn't know that. I don't want to talk about it. I had tickets. I had tickets to see Leslie Uggams in Gypsy like two summers ago. And the friend that I was supposed to go with ended up not being able to go. And I could not afford to um, transport myself on my paying for, you know, because, yeah, it's smack dab in the middle of Connecticut. Okay. So, like, a train. So, it's like, no, it's like a drive. Oh. Well, let's see. Is there a train? Nope. From New York. Times Square. Uh, no, it's a drive. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's a drive. I mean, you could take the train, but it's a lot of transferring things. There's like a shuttle in here. Two hours driving. Hmm. This is telling me to take the Megabus. Yeah, I saw that too. From Boston. What? From Boston? <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 it's like take a mega bus. Oh no, to- it's like to Boston, I think. Yeah, but I can get off at Hartford. Oh, this the, one of the one of the things that Google's telling me to do is take the mega bus to Burlington, Vermont. Oh well, and that's what I mean. Like I, th- I think in that direction. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then you get off. Sure. I think this is interesting that now Google suggests Megabus. I wonder how What's Bolt the, Bus feels it, about that. How did Megabus get that dealio? I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. If we can go yeah. see that, we'll go see it. And and by, I mean, I will see it. I will see it. <laughs> I, I'm committed right now. I'm okay. committed because it's Meredith only a feels month. In it. That's why and I'm Aaron's saying in, if. Aaron's in Flaherty. Oh, so I'll be there. We make grand plans. I'm seeing it. All right. When did you say? It's in May. May. Month of May. Yeah. May. Beginning of May to beginning of June. Beginning of May to beginning of June. I mean, shit, we should just buy a mega bus. T- Let me look at these All right, mega bus tickets. Okay. Okay. What? Um, <laughs> the other, the other announcement. Mega bus tickets only $15 to Hartford right now. We should buy, I'm just saying we should buy soon if we want to buy mega bus. They're cheaper. Okay. Continue. Okay, done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm closing the tabs. We haven't really talked about this show on this podcast, but we got a season two pickup for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh my God, can we talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? So yeah, it's great. I love it. I'm, I, I, I think I'm one to two episodes behind right now. Oh. So no spoilers. I don't, or I, maybe just why I think I haven't watched the most recent episode. Hmm. I feel like here, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I, I have so many happy feelings about it. I love it so much. I feel like it is the show that I would write. Mm, like yeah. in style, in style. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's the show that if I if there was a show about my life, that's what it would be. Yeah. So it's cool. I don't have to make one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rachel Bloom did it for you. Oh, my God. It's so perfect. It's so brilliant. It's really so, great. The way, the way she is portraying mental illness is beautiful and amazing and incredible. And I'm just so happy that it's happening. And there's musical numbers. Yeah. <laughs> They're fantastic. And I was just reading, I can't remember what plat, what website it was on. But an interview with Gabrielle Ruiz, who plays Valencia. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, um, I don't know why, I didn't realize she's a Broadway baby. What? What was she in? And she was in In the Heights, which I think we saw her based on these <gasps> dates. dates. Um, she was in the ensemble and then an understudy. And she was in the ensemble of Evita. And she was in... The ensemble of If Then. Oh my God, we've seen her in three shows. I know she was a replacement in If Then, so oh, so maybe we didn't see. Maybe her. we didn't, but still, that's so cool. Ugh. I love that show so much. It's really good. And Santino Fontana is on it. I know. Wait, Patty, have you not started watching that J Lo show yet? No, I have. I'm four episodes behind, though. Oh, 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 okay. How are you liking it? Santino Fontana's on it. I know. Two shows. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's so good, though. Don't you love J-Lo? Yeah. 
Oh, you know who's coming up on some episodes you haven't watched yet is uh, Greg Edelman. Oh. And Jennifer Mudge. Yay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I I would love it if this show got many seasons and was where the Broadway people oh, went sure. for their serial TV work. Yeah. Or another place, you know. Absolutely. loving that show. I just love J-Lo. Yeah. Both good shows. Great mm. shows. Yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, excellent. Shades of Blue, excellent. <laughs> Santino Fontana, making TV excellent. It's true. Well, Emily, I have a surprise for you. Oh, oh yeah. What's my surprise? I know you're like Hamilton out. Yeah, that's <laughs> but- true. Guess who will be narrating the like Hamilton book that that Lynn's writing? He you know he's doing like a notation book of the lyrics, sort of like finishing the hat. Okay. Um, guess who's narrating? You're not gonna guess. What do you What do you mean narrating? <laughs> the audiobook version. Oh, the audiobook. Who's reading the audiobook? Mariska Hargitay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Isn't that weird? That is random and bizarre, but okay. I want to hear her like <laughs> talking about big pun and DMX. Yeah, yeah. That is a bizarre choice, I have to say. <laughs> that is so weird. Also, why is there an an audiobook of a lyric book with notations? Yeah, I don't that's also a thing that I'm not sure about how that works, but that is weird. That's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I'm more sick of Hamilton now than at the beginning of this story. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Snoop Dogg. No. Oh, that would have really made wanted sense to be Snoop Dogg. and would have been weird also. That would have been a different so way. awesome. I love Snoop Dogg. I would definitely listen to books that he recorded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I want to listen to a John Grisham novel as, as spoken by Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. You know what I want to read? I wanna, I wanna listen to like one of those shopaholic books. Have you ever read the shopaholic series? Um, no. Oh, it's a fun series. I was like really, really into the that series like in high school and po- early twenties. Um, it's like a really fun chiclet, and I want Snoop Dogg to read it. Um. Okay. I mean, if you don't cut me off, I could keep thinking of things that I want Snoop Dogg to, narr- <laughs> to, to read. Carolee, 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 update! Carolee Carmella is just posting lots of fantastic stuff on the social media. She posted a cute picture of her trying to eat the fake cotton candy in rehearsal. Oh, I saw that. It was good. <laughs> um, her and... <laughs> Wait, did you see this one? That's her and Terrence Mann and... Uh, who else is in this picture? Jessica Lee Golden, who is another cast member who I'm unfamiliar with. They did one of those those classic, classic uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil Yes, pictures. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Carolee is like making a monkey face. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Great content. <laughs> now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet of the Week. On March 8th at 1.16 a.m., Audra McDonald quoted a tweet by Adrian Warren that said, Person, what did you eat for breakfast? Me, cold pizza emoji. Person, what did you have for dinner? Me, hot pizza emoji. And Audra's comment on that tweet was 21 hands clapping, a pizza emoji, and I approve this message. <laughs> I love Audra McDonald. That is some quality... Emoji work. You know By what I love ladies. about Audra McDonald? What? Besides everything. I I actually believe her when she says she eats pizza. Oh, yeah. You know? She totally so many pizza. So many people that talk about pizza and their love of pizza who I don't believe actually consume pizza. No way. Or donuts. Or right. chicken. Have you seen that Instagram, You Didn't Eat That? I have it's seen just, that. It's just pictures of hot girls eating food that they didn't actually eat. 
It's like hot girls with a hamburger and stuff. It's just all pictures of humans who are like, ha ha, look at me eating this thing. And you're like, you yeah, didn't Yeah, why aren't that. you laughing and eating a salad? <laughs> Do you, funny. Audra and Adrian? Let's have a pizza party with them. Girls, you really should be um, nourishing your body better if you're in so much rehearsals and stuff. That's true. You need some lean protein and some fiber. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some vegetables. <laughs> god i'm so fucking excited to see that show oh my god i can't my mind's gonna explode it starts previews uh, on tuesday but we're already seeing a show so we can't can go, go to first wednesday. preview maybe i can go on wednesday what am i doing hmm? what are you mumbling about what i'm gonna go on wednesday maybe that's our show until next week you can follow us on twitter at at patty the letter n emily patty n emily you can follow us individually at patty with y and at emily faye oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching patty and emily be sure to subscribe to us on itunes rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show send us your topic suggestions questions dreamcasts etc and in the meantime go go see live theater. theater